Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Joe Colton is, is she was under stress. She was trying to hold in her cursing before we went live. But uh, good evening and welcome to the What's On Joe My Team stream. It's the special 10th anniversary non strap Mark is turning our, our anniversary into like wrestling hand signals. Right. Like or I could now. I, I could go with a trademark and go. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for the end of the show. No wrong way to celebrate. Right. right. We're, we're not here to put this on you. I mean, really, have we ever? Emma, Emma the dog is celebrating by chasing a Mountain Dew bottle across the floor. Nice. That won't be loud or annoying, I promise. Look, we have a proud history of having uh, people drunk on our program, so whatever. Mountain Dew bottle, no problem. No big. Anyways, my bike here is Derek. Uh, I'm the only one who's been around for, for 10 years, going on 10 years. The OG. Right? So, kind of. I don't know who's left anymore. But uh, joining me on her five-year anniversary show, yeah. Joe Colton. That's right. Wait, yeah, Joe Cosplay down the bottom row. Joe Colton. Hi, everybody. You you uh you almost missed tonight. What's up with that? Uh, I was so I'm part of a fan film, like you guys know about the Orville, like an Orville fan film, and so we're rehearsing or doing a, a script reading for the second main episode because there was a Halloween special. But this is the actual like episode. And so William is actually over tonight. And so we did a script reading over Zoom with the other um, cast members. So, and we did two read throughs and one rec uh, one recorded. So that way we can, uh, they can send it to the director so we can do um, storyboards and have everything set because we are filming at the end of May. All right. Nice. Nice. See, we knew about that because we plugged the damn show. Yeah. It's my fifth year anniversary. You can't. You can't. Oh, I absolutely can. No. It's my nope. tenth year anniversary. You got nothing on me. You got. You got nothing. You got no tenure. I'm a little tenure man. Ricky got 14, 15 years on some of these guys. <laughs> now I'm fuzzy. I'm fuzzy on the lineage, but you'll remember, Mike. Did any other host have a five-year run? Well, yeah, there was a few. I'm just trying to see where, where Joe is on the leaderboard, because I know I'm way back. I mean, you know, Gar Gary was uh, well past five years. Justin was well past five years. So, But they're next. Goldberg they, they style. Would be next. She, they would be next. She's probably number four at this point in terms of time. But the only but climbing four and climbing. I, I have to I have to recalibrate. I actually have a list of how many episodes everybody's done. What? But I haven't kept up on it for a few months, so okay. I, I have to figure out. Maybe maybe that's for next week's Arbor Day spectacular. Um, I'm which, the only. I'm the longest female host. You're the, only, you're the only female host. That's true. Well, no, Debbie did a couple of them, right? Guest hosts don't count. Like, okay. look, if we want to count guest hosts, then we, good Lord, I got, I got a list of them too. We have a long list of guest hosts. But okay. if, you were, if you did a, like if Joe did a couple of guest host spots before taking the job over and never letting it go, don't those get added to her total? They, they would, but she didn't. Mm -mm. She just kind of hit oh. the ground running. 
she, you were you were like you want a guest host and you're like and she was like when you want to commit you let me know we put a ring on it <laughs> i only take drinks sandwiches burgers commitment that's it that's Fair it <laughs> We we hit we hit on every single one of those buttons. <laughs> Here we go. Terry right. was terrified. He's like, we're drinking with her. <laughs> yeah, that that was my call, by the way. Just so you know. Aww, makes she me gets, love you more. She gets in and mixes it up with us. We need to have her on on more regularly. Oh yeah. Uh, since since we're talking about no tenure, in the top right. He, he's uh, the former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro. It's the hot show, Mark Weber. Hey! And if you thought I was still in charge, uh, you found out different this week, didn't you? Right. <laughs> yes, you did. Are, yes, there people you did. Out, are there people out there that think you're still with the big H, Mark? No. Okay. No. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a rumor. I'm a whisper. I'm a, you're the I'm girl a, that walks. Something like that, right? I'm right. the I'm the one who knocks. I'm the I'm the remember when guy. Remember when? So are you are you actually Mark Weber or are you your brother Mike Weber just with a mustache shaved up? Dude, I I mean Mike Weber is basically me on steroids, right? Like Mike Weber is six four, same red hair but push broom mustache, but he's ex cop. So he can wear that for life. He's grandfathered in, right? So, yeah, he's a Mike's a, Mike's a version of me. If I lifted weights for thirty years, so that's a he, he gets a proper respect. One of my best bits ever at dinner time uh, years ago. The kids weren't paying attention. We had little bowls of mandarin oranges, and I picked up two of them and I pinched them between my lip and my nose. I went, "Hey, hey, who am I? Who am I?" <laughs> And they both went, Uncle Mike, Uncle Mike. So yeah, fun with fruit. I'm I'm a little disappointed that if I ever get to know your children, they will not refer to me as Uncle Mike. Oh yeah, that's an issue. Well, we'll see. Maybe maybe I maybe, maybe I can be crazy, Uncle Mike. That's not bad. Then at least you get a you get a, like a disclaimer almost as part of it. I'm good. I'm good with those. I'm crazy Uncle Mike for a number of children across this country. All right. Just pretend that's your first name. I just found out that, uh, here we go, let's do baseball. Yankees second baseman, Rugi Odor, which is short for Rugned, if you spell it. That's his dad's name, too. And you're like, oh, okay. So that's how a kind of obscure name uh, continues. Just found out it's also his brother's name. Who does that? Uh, I got nothing. If he's older, does that make him the second and his brother the third? Technically, yeah, I, mean, I think I think we have to ask George Foreman about this. Oh yeah, all his kids are named George, right? Yeah. Except for Georgina, the girl. Yeah, yeah like, it doesn't except one. The the girls' names are are all versions of George. Oh, but his sons are all George. That's a problem. Like it's George the second, George the third, George the fourth. You you call them by number, right? I would you wouldn't go George the fourth. You'd go four. Get up here. Uh, you'd think. Apologize to two. Right? <laughs> Why can't you be more like four? <laughs> See? I get... Oh, boy. Uh, it's, uh... Anyways, I, I was reading. I got... You, you guys caught me reading the, the comments a little bit. Ooh. But, um... 
anyways, uh, we, we got some news this, this week, so we're going to get to that first. Do, 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 do. All right. Excellent. So uh, first news item, uh, Hasbro Pulse this week offered up Cobra Island exclusives on their website, and they sold out in a matter of minutes. Uh, Viper and Firefly were, were out there for us and gone split seconds. Um, I got that email at 12.15 in the afternoon. This would have been, what, Wednesday? Um, and I, I logged in at 12.19, and they were gone. So I, I think what happened is I got the email after they had already sold out. So great. Thank, thanks for that on my premium membership. But anyways, um, I don't Do want to get... not want our money? I don't get it. Like, what is it? It, it is a little weird. Like this. So stupid. Yeah. It, it's just. Sorry. Think, I'm like so oh. angry. <laughs> but, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to answer that a little bit, but it, it's tough. And, and I think when, when the three of us, we, we had our little, our little chat bubble going on this right after it happened. And I think Mark had the, the best statement of it. it. And it was, what about today said, that Hasbro came out with a win. Right? And we didn't like, have an answer for that. We just did nothing. It nothing was it's an opportunity. And at bottom line, it's good news that they are legally able to sell store exclusives on Pulse, even if it was only a few. At right. least it isn't just a flat no, we can't do that. Yeah. But you know, if they had a some, and who knows how many, but obviously not a lot. It's an opportunity. So your your initial once you find out a we can and b we have some stock, then the discussion has to be how can we use this to be positive for the brand, right? Because if you can't, then just don't sell them. Right. If you can't make it positive, as few as it looks like they turn, then why would you do something that's a negative for the brand? Here, look, let me show you something here. Here's the uh, the audio visual part of our program here. So here's what they here's what they sent. I ripped this from some guy's phone online. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I, don't, I don't like how they shortened weekend up here because it makes me think of network, and nobody needs that again, right? Right. So here here you go with some nice descriptive text to guys who are already Pulse Premium members, right? Mm -hmm. You probably don't have to sell them on the high point the high posability and the multiple points of articulation. Try this instead. Yes. I, so I had a similar thought that they should do a lottery or something. Right. Yes. Now you got people talking about it all weekend. Yep. You've already started with small supply yep. and that you have a chance to enter the lottery. It gives yes. you time to filter out the guy's, who are trying to get in there three, four, five, ten, 112 times, yep. filter out your bots if you can, yep. as best you can. And then the people who do get them are thrilled. And they're only allowed one. They'll have to pick one or the other until one sells out. And yep. then the people who do get notified are thrilled. And the people who don't get notified are still disappointed, but they know they had, a sh had the same shot everyone, all the other mm -hmm. premium members. Is. There's nothing wrong with limiting this to the premium members. They yeah. pay more. They should get perks. And this is the kind of thing, if it happened often enough, 
it might sway somebody on the fence to get that premium. Yeah. Sure. So there's this, this is how you do it. This is how you brand manage. Yeah. And, and you've got people talking about the brand all weekend. Right. As people are, should I enter? Should I not enter? If it's a chance. And then they, they talk to their friends on their Facebook groups. Like, did you guys enter? What do you guys, how many did you do? I only got one shot. Okay. And then you say, bleep it. I'm doing yeah. it. That's it. And like, it. like we found on this one that went quick. Um, Brandon Jerwa got a couple of Vipers or, or so he typed on Facebook and nobody was mad at it for getting yeah. two. They were happy that somebody the community likes yeah. actually got a piece of the pie, right? Hold on, yeah. 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 So, so many ways to make this po make a positive out of this because mm -hmm. the the bare the bare beginning of it is incredibly positive. That store exclusives, at least targets, Joe exclusives can be sold on the Hasbro Pulse. I mean, I know I think they're available to the UK already, right? Yeah, well, I think once once Target cycled through, they they hit Toys R Us in Canada, and mm -hmm. then Hasbro Pulse in the UK is kind of a different entity. So I, I I don't quite know how that works. I I really I need to I need to sit down and chat with our our buddy overseas, David Tree, uh, to really get the, the ins and outs on has how Hasbro UK works. But it's um yeah, it it, it was a it was a tough week in that regard and and like we we should also differentiate here that when we talk about hasbro we're not talking about the faces that you see when we've got fan fest going on no. like that's the creative team that you know they they're not they're not out there getting these guys to buy it they're creating figures for us i yeah I, but they're working in concert with us marketing at, at least I was. Now, who knows what's changed in four years? Yeah. But a good brand manager at least has a voice in that discussion mm -hmm. with both the exclusive team and U.S. marketing. You, you would think so, that they'd be in the meeting at the very yeah, least. Yeah. It's not, it's not Lenny. It's not the designer at all mm -hmm. uh, who we love. So, yeah. But beyond that, yeah, you either have a voice in that or you should have a voice in that. Yeah. So they're not they're not blameless. This is all part of the same thing. Or that's how it used to work. If that's changed since, I'm not aware of it. But yeah, and so it's just it's a tough tough hand to be dealt. I I really think, and I, I've I've built this hill and I've stood on it several times. I think the big problem with this line is not the creative side of it. It's that somebody ahead of them. Is is not working hard enough to get GI Joe into stores, and it's so, go ahead, Joe. Uh, so there's a comment in from one of our listeners that Hasbro screwed him over. He talked to a customer service rep, and she said they only had a limited quantity of twenty total of Firefly and Cobra Vipers. Why even post? We don't do that? that. We use because it's it's candy and it's valuable. So you save those and you use yeah. those for fan fest. If that if that number's true, you use that for pulse fest giveaways, mm -hmm. right? Like, no, even I wouldn't have even done that uh, to do it right yeah. because it's I, not enough product to engender goodwill. It's yeah. only going to make people mad. 
I'm going to back off the screwed me over part of that statement. But yeah, the other, yeah. like that, that statement, why, why would you be giving that out to the public? Yeah. Well, she's customer service. They don't really understand the marketing side of that thing, right? So, Unless the brand manager meets with the customer service team a couple times a year to make sure they know what's going on and what's coming up. That's how it used to work. Uh, yeah. Like that anymore. Again, they're all they're so fragmented, uh, COVID-wise, that maybe they just don't, they can't do that right now. But yeah. We used to do it. Yeah, I I also I I tend to agree with Matt Rubin's assessment. Yeah. That representative could have just been blowing smoke as well. Yeah. So I I, I, I yeah. think times, as somebody who used to manage a room full of customer service reps in the travel agency, sometimes they just say stuff to say stuff. You don't know yeah. where they got it from. They're just, they get caught up in the conversation and what have you. So, eh, we need to try not to take this personally, individually. Uh, I think we need to take it personally as a collective um, in that there's really nobody, nobody at this company that, that seems really engaged in getting these figures into stores. Um, it's, it's just, it's difficult. Um, I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole. We try not to be real negative about things, but that just that's just a miss. That's a miss this week. There, there's no I way. Try, I try to be negative. <laughs> well, same. I mean, yeah, but you're kind of an old grouch. That's okay. Yeah, hey, truth in advertising. At least I'm honest about it. <laughs> no, no, and, and again, we it's it, it, there's. I don't want to say that you shouldn't be. I don't. I don't want to make it sound like you should be putting a positive spin on this because yeah. you're correct there is no positive spin to put on this right mm -hmm. i like to think i like to think that i'm fair not negative yeah it, and if i skew a little negative it's just to counterbalance other programming how's that <laughs> i i feel i feel targeted no 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 not you <laughs> fair fair and balanced people that's what we're all about oh don't don't ever do that again <laughs> Don't ever do yeah, that. You, you both, you both recoiled. That was mm. awesome. Mm. It's a great evening with this wine. Telling the right stories. Oh my God! Now he, he's getting There's a spin. Time out. Next news item. Next news item. Bring back the honcho. All right. <laughs> He's back with his his uh, gangster glasses, his thug life glasses. That was cold blooded. He's <laughs> <laughs> so pixelated. I know, right? These are hot. But uh, next news item is, of course, everybody saw it, so we're not going to get too far into it here. Uh, but several uh, outlets on YouTube got a a teaser major blood figure that they did reviews on. Uh, we don't really do reviews on this channel, so I'm not really, my feelings are not hurt that we weren't on that shortlist. But um, Major Blood looks really cool. He does. Yep. Yeah, I mean, without getting too far into it, that, that, looks, that looks like a pretty awesome figure. I am terrified that he is going to be a Target exclusive Cobra Island figure. Yeah. I'd but, like to shake that sculptor's hand, like, sir? Yeah. That head sculpt, yeah, beauty. Yeah, well, the the packaging on the back is Cobra Island, right? From yeah, what we've been going, mm -hmm. if we believe yep. it. So, yeah, it's the Cobra Island packaging. So that that to this point means Target exclusive. Um, 
yeah, again, that that terrifies me. So I'm I'm hoping that the fact that I share an apartment with the world's luckiest Joe fan, Racktime Rob, uh, means that that uh, we'll be able to find some of those in the store. But uh, you know, I'm just I'm just not planning ahead on it. I'm 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 going to expect to not be able to find one, and just be real happy if I do. <laughs> I already know I'm not going to find one. You're not. Well, no. may, maybe somebody will find one for you. Let's throw that out there. I need a plus one. You you do have an in with the world's luckiest Joe fan, Racktime Rob. That's what I'm talking so, about. So, yeah. You, know. you can find me at mark slash Weber dot slash helicopters. Just send me uh, the bill and uh, I'll take an extra major blood off somebody's hand. Right. Brandon Jur was going to get two, probably, right? Given his history. He's he's lucky that way. He's he's almost as lucky as Racktime Rob. Almost. But yeah, go by all means find one of those reviews, check it out. Uh Major Blood is is really neat. I don't know why he got the leaked review bit because it wasn't like this was a figure that we were not expecting to hit stores pretty soon. Right. Um the word leaked out that there's a street date on those of May 18th. I took the UPC, I called the local target, and they backed that up. Really? So, yeah. A little detective work. Yeah, they. Every once in a while, you got to act like a journalist, right? We go back. Above and beyond, sir. Once, once, every once in a while, we do some legwork on this show. It's nice. So, yes. originally, wasn't blood leaked or speculatively leaked with barbecue? As the next two to expect? I mean, way back, Major Blood was part of what was Wave 3 with Flint and Lady J and and, uh, and Barbecue and Zartan. And so obviously, Zartan has leaked out and, and Flint and Lady J have made their way out. And here's Major Blood and haven't really seen hide nor hair or barbecue. Um, I... Barbecue seems like a weird addition to that because you're not you haven't seen him in any of the artwork or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking if it's a Cobra Island figure, they'll probably throw a, an alley viper out there just to blow all of our minds. That's where the alley viper shows up as yet another <laughs> army builder in the Target exclusive line. That bright orange. The, the alley viper is the only one packaging wise that we've seen on packaging, but not heard anything about yeah. as a figure, right? And that's yeah. That, that, let me throw out there that is purely speculation on my part. Right. That, I'm just waiting for that to be the next headache. Um Oh, I bet barbecue got pushed back to July. Sure, why not? Barbecue season. Uh, okay. Yeah. Time to grill out. Time to get so, some barbecue. Coming out on July 4th. You heard it here first, and it's pure speculation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's almost a dad joke, right? Almost. Almost. I can't do dad jokes. I don't got any kids this week. No, it's it's it wasn't quite punny enough, but we were close. We almost we're getting there. We'll get there. So yeah, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see where that comes from. Again, the 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 first indication that that figure was going to pop out actually happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, It was uh, one of the guys on his tank who has a real good record of, of. calling his shot on these things from shipping manifest. So there's no reason to, I'll I'll ride that horse until he's wrong and he hasn't been wrong yet. So good good on you uh his tank used JT Prime 17. 
he seems to seems like he's right again. And um, it might it might be problematic. It might be hard to find. It might it might. There's lots of things that we can't know now. But the, I think the important takeaway is what we are all already agreed on. He looks sensational. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the very best I think so far. He's amazing. And and I think what we all have to do is give ourselves the opportunity. Uh, to be disappointed, kind of do one of those hope for the best and expect the worst type head mindsets, because maybe this will be the time where Target figures it out and ups their purchase order, and this is just a real easy thing to find. I mean, we 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 all have a good reason to be annoyed with Target, but at the same time, you know, uh, you know, Mark's individual situation notwithstanding. Um, if it wasn't for Target having a real interest in this this exclusive line, does it, does, does classified even happen? Right, but so, it's it, it's not just Target under ordering, right? Like sure. you wouldn't ha- think Hasbro is advising them on what they think, unless yeah. they're advising them to buy deeper, and and Target is just saying no. But I would think I would think if you were a U.S. marketing Target rep, and you were pushing out major blood at this point, given how the previous ones have sold. Yeah. It wouldn't be hard to go take more. You'll sell more, more fans, get them more money. And God, God forbid. I mean, that's, I think the, the real crime shame for, for classified is that they've been really good figures, but you know, kind of bottom line, it's been a really, really good representation of the line. And it hasn't been on pegs for any new collector or fan or God forbid kid to find and fall in love with the brand. Mm-hmm. So a little of that would, would be nice. Because so far it's just been fan service. And that's okay, but you can't grow a brand that way. And Joe is a, is a brand desperately in need of growth. So, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for the news. All right. A little bit of a downer there. Well, look at our two news stories. Right. Yeah, they were both kind of. Here's the exclusives you haven't got that you have put up, but you still didn't get. Yeah, here, here here's the, the exclusive sale you missed. And here's the great new figure that's coming that promises to probably be really difficult to get a hold of. Right. So, uh, it, it's it is a news segment tinged with sadness. Yeah, and it had to close with a doo. Tell that emotion. So that uh, that brings us out to postsock. Postsock. Yeah, postsock up there. First letter. Hey gang. Question about the Sunbow season one opening, the first full season. As a kid, did you notice the slightly subtle way the animation was planned out to sync up with the lyrics and narrator? Such as when the lyrics say, whenever there's trouble, we see a sky full of trouble bubbles. And when the narrator says, determined to rule the world, we see the Cobra Globe being crushed. Honestly, as a kid, I probably was too busy enjoying the awesome presentation to notice. Yo, Joe, Brad Glynn, via email. I would say, maybe... I think the trouble bubble thing is is really more coincidence, but rule the world, they they might have done that on purpose. I, I wanted to go, you know, Facebook troll and just go, well, that's not accurate. Right. <laughs> but I suppose to answer the question, no, I did not notice that at all as a kid. 
I just watched a lot of those episodes again fairly recently, and I did note did not notice that as an adult. So, okay, great. It, it, Brad may be onto something. Maybe that maybe that's something we need to take to an interview segment at some point. Yes, I did not notice. Now I'm like, I want to. I'm trying to think back to like the opening sequence and the lyrics. Right. I, I would. I would play the video, but we are trying to get monetized, not the other way around. So right. I'm not right. playing the video for us to, to watch. But yeah, go check that out yourselves tonight and, and figure that out. And and if you really feel the need, by all means, leave a comment down below and uh, we'll we'll certainly do our best to, to answer those. But um, yeah. No. Yeah, it, you won't miss it ever again, though. It's no. like, the, uh, like the arrow in the FedEx logo. If you've yeah, never I, seen it, you'll never miss it. I, I'm still, uh, I'm still not, I'm not buying the trouble bubble part. The Cobra Globe, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking they probably did that offer. Next, did, did I throw you on the FedEx logo? Yeah, I do oh. that. You never saw it, did you? No. You'll never miss it again. You know the Amazon smiley face? Yeah. That goes from the A to the Z. Yeah. Because you can buy everything from A to Z on Amazon. Yes, I knew that okay. one. Not All the FedEx there. logo. Marketing. Wow. I never saw that arrow. You'll like never miss it I again. Was, I was today years old. Huh. And the golden arches make an M. Yes, I knew that. McDonald's, yeah. Come on now. That's just coincidence. Spoiler. Dave Thomas's daughter named Wendy. Yep. Knew that. Not a redhead, but whatever. Their Twitter account is very hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been killing yeah. it. You don't want to run afoul of the Wendy's Twitter account. They'll no. It's not as good as the Arby's guy, though, man. Who drew the Cobra no, logo Arby's guy and Arby's funny, sauce. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well played. I, I am a fan of Nihilist Arby's, which is not an official Arby's account, but it's uh should be. Check that one out. Uh, yeah, really, it should be. That guy's got a talent. But anyways, next, next letter. Hi, Mike, Joe, and Scourge of the Philippines. <laughs> How's it I going? Declared war. <laughs> Just thought I'd pop in with a few questions for whenever there's a lull in news or whatever. Well, that's certainly not this week. But, but first is, what elements do you think are missing from a design perspective in G.I. Joe figures? E.g., the height and weight of a figure's build, ethnicity of head sculpts, not enough characters with shorts or bare feet, etc., etc. Um... Mark, as somebody who had a, a actual hand in this stuff, what do you think? I mean, I mean, I, I think it, it came a long way. Like some of the Holy Grails, I mean, real Holy Grails are the original heads for uh, the original single pack Joe figures, right? Some right. people don't even know those existed, but they did. Some people, uh, some people still don't know those exist. Yeah, no, they had original sculpts for all the guys who shared heads, right? Zap, Grunt, and um, Flash. No, Flash was Hawk and Flash, Hawk, Short Fuse all shared a head. Grunt, Grand Slam, and Zap all shared a head. Breaker and Rock and Roll shared a head. But originally, they were all going to have unique head sculpts. And there are some out there. I've, I've, I didn't get to hold them in my hand, um, but Daryl held them up for me to look at. And they're, they're not remarkably different, but they're different enough. Uh, and it was one of the things that disappeared in the cost cutting 
when they were trying to get that line out as, as profitable as possible, which led to all the paint ops that came off, which led to snake eyes being sacrificed. And they just went fine. We'll make this one all black, no deco. We'll sacrifice him to keep the other ones looking good. And what do you know? There you go. Who's most popular? Coming this July. Yeah. So I, I think there were there was there was more problems with that in the past. But now I I think it's great. Like uh, there's plenty of diversity between it. The one thing I always like um as a fan and, and on the brand was when you had some size diversity, right? When they made the, the roadblock figure notably bigger eventually. And not just not thickness, but but height, right? Right. Like I there should be some guys who are just monsters. And so they did a little of that in the three and three quarter, like road pig is, is, you know, round around the chest, right? Very beefy. Um, and I think that's important. I think they should have some of that and it should balance out, right? Cause you should have some shorter guys and you should have some bigger guys. And that would give you a decent amount of parts library, depending on what you wanted to make if you were reusing parts. So uh, I, I think it's good right now in classified. And I think it was good in the 20th anniversary stuff uh on up i think by and large you're in a good spot uh next one on here is is grunt the only gi joe character to have left the gi joe team to become a civilian uh, in the comic books sure in the cartoon and Sunbow, sparks left after season one as a civilian so he, he's grunt's not the only one um but uh, different universe if you will uh next one is uh which gi joe character do you think was given the shortest straw that had a world of potential but never appeared significantly in a comic or cartoon uh you know what i, I the guy who i think got the shortest straw was not necessarily somebody who got no run but they never finished his run for me in the comic book that's ripcord where his his story processes through to you know, he, he gets involved with, with Candy, and then Candy dies, and then Ripcord sneaks into Cobra headquarters and disguises himself as Zartan and yet captured, and the Joes rescue him, and you never really see him again. Like, that should have been the kickoff to Ripcord of being something special, and instead it was just kind of the end of Ripcord. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he just kind of got, got crowded out, got lost in the numbers game, and that'll happen in a book with as huge a cast as G.I. Joe, but that's my answer there. Joe Colton, what do you think on that one? Who got the short straw? Did I not talk enough? No, she's muted. She, muted she's 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 doing that thing that she no, always. No, I was on mute. It's fine. It is the anniversary show. But I, she... we agreed with everything you said. <laughs> Thank you. We were you. nodding. Great. Thanks. I'm glad you all agree with me. Probably stalker is my <laughs> stalker is my choice. My God. Okay. But I was like, other than that, mm. <laughs> I mean, almost everybody appeared somewhere, right? It's hard. Mm -hmm. If your parameter is that never appeared, eh, uh, you're getting real thin, but I think there's plenty of great characters who didn't get enough, right? My guy's always interrogator. Loved interrogator. Need more interrogator in our lives, all of us, right? 
And I think Ripcord would have got more play probably, except when, when his girlfriend got kidnapped by Cobra and he drove around in his van with the sign free candy on the side. Right. That's always a bad decision. Yeah, it's not. That's not people people going to misinterpret that like crazy. So, yeah, that's I loved him in the movie though. And I, I see that there's some questions popping into the the, the the feed. Hang on to those. We're not really looking at the feed just yet. We're going through the full stock. Uh, we'll get to that momentarily, but just hang on to your questions for right now, and we'll toss them in there. Um, it's it's the anniversary show after all. We got to make some time for the fans in the live stream i've already been on mute and tried to talk so that's been checked off you'll no. do it again though that's okay philip donnelly says joe colton made a deal with ursula yeah biff mcconkey donk is on top of him i don't know if she's seen that disney movie yet but if not spoiler how have you not seen that one what i've seen that one all right okay. all right have a mermaid by now you gotta you gotta brush up a little bit and yeah yeah for Mrs. Weber's money, best Disney prince. She's all over the Prince Eric. Okay. Him. He's got pretty low standards. He's got a dog. I, guess. I mean, he he the, he's into mute women who are just really into having feet. <laughs> right. It's like you don't talk and you're hot. And let's and hang you, out. And you're amused just by having feet. <laughs> you comb your hair with a fork, whatever. <laughs> oh my god moving on you guys were to create a new G.I. Joe cartoon what universe would you set it in and why uh, how a comic Sunbow cartoon continu continuation Deke the movie yeah Deke whatever uh, the <laughs> resolute or something completely new I would go with something completely new yes um, yeah I, I think it's it's too like Sunbow's just been done for too long. Uh, the comic book, you can't go back and recreate that. You can certainly use that to help set you up, but but marrying yourself to, to a continuity that is also uh, in a lot of places over 30 years old isn't necessarily the greatest of idea. Either I, I'd go completely new. But I would I Mark. would take the bit the bit from Renegades. They did Cobra perfect. It's exactly mm -hmm. exactly what it needs to be, right? Yeah, the international business conglomerate that everyone's drinking their Cobra soda, right? And are shopping at Cobra Mart, and it's just a brand, and they don't really know what they're doing, right? That's that's perfect because it'll never be a ruthless terror terrorist organization determined to rule the world. That's, never. That's Renegades, not Resolute. Oh, sorry, that's what I meant to say. Renegades. You want the Renegades depiction of Cobra? absolutely perfect so take that plug it into something new uh for the joes and boom off you go yeah like Re i know resolute has its fans but i i just see that as more the adult continuation of sunbow like i don't i don't think there's a ton of story left to tell with with resolute as it is so i i would still start over um Renegades, Renegades season two would be like a dream project, but it, like there too, it, it's been so long that it's it's almost like something you hope IDW would publish as a comic. Yeah, and it was so it was so eighteen, right? Yeah. Oh, it was wonderful! I loved it, but it really was. Joe Colton, what would you do there? I would do something new as well. Like, there's so many stories that you can tell now that Joe would fit perfectly into in modern day. 
like use the characters, use their um, personalities, but do something new. Bring them into today. Right. Do PSAs of today. Like, do anything. Yeah. I like it. Um, next one, last one on there is, I was listening to a few older episodes. We have a few. Uh, and oh. you did a few line retrospectives. Any chance of looking at the club figures as a whole? And the easy answer there is not really anytime soon, just because there's so much news right now. Um, that sort of thing is great when there isn't a whole lot going on, and we can kind of space that out and fill in slower times, but slow times is not what we're in the middle of. So I'm not ruling it out, but it's it's also something we have to figure out how to work into the new format and that's on me because I do the production work or you know obviously if you've I've been watching the team streams lack thereof <laughs> and um, but yeah it's this is all a bit of a learning experience so uh, once Mike gets a little bit better at putting v actual videos together um, we'll we'll probably branch out a bit more and play a little bit with the, the YouTube format. What could Joel do if he was looking for a retrospective on club figures? Like, if only there was a noted author out there hmm. just about to release a book. Why, Joel could head to rahcguide.com and stay tuned for the upcoming Rank and File Volume 5. There you go. Written by... Noted author James Cavanaugh. That's right. Frequent guest, the most commonly appearing guest host in the history of what's on Joe Mind. I think he would say he's an uncommon guest host. That's yes, uncommon, but most frequently appearing. But frequent, yeah, uncommonly frequent. And you just got a free plug. I just he plugged the damn book. Right? Right? He probably won't even know. Anyway, oh. have a good one. That is from Crocodile Joel McMullen. And he gave me a new nickname. I like it. Scourge of the Philippines. Scourge of the Philippines. This is good. I'm gonna be Apollo. I'll be Apollo Creed before you know it. Honcho, Scourge of the Philippines. <laughs> Blanco. <laughs> good. All right. Next letter. After doing this show for 10 years, what's the most interesting thing you've learned? That is from at Vagon238 via Twitter. Oh. Oh. Uh well. Mark, you've been with us the shortest amount of time, and that's still been a couple of years. What have you learned while you were on What's on Joe Mind? What's what's the most interesting thing? Joe can flip you off with her feet. Yeah. With my feet or with a feet? Isn't aren't both your middle toes really long? Or is it no, just it's one? my second toe. Second oh. toe. Ah, uh, well then. I can give a thumbs up or point. Beer with your foot. You just got to sign off. I'm not doing it. Just saying. No, I I, uh, I almost put the foot in the in the package here, but I did not do that. What? Get out of here. Oh, almost, my God. Almost put it right in this, right on this exact letter. And Mark and I did not coordinate that in advance, but I did not do that. Thank no. you. I think uh, one of the most interesting things I learned wasn't on the show per se, but at a JoeCon, uh, we found out that, uh, and it was, I asked uh, Kirk Bazigian a question, 
and you know, I had my hand up and he said, guess Mark. And I was like, my heart did like a triple, triple patter, right? Like call me by name. That's like, this is the man or one of the men, like on the Mount Rushmore. And, uh, we, in, in not, it isn't what I asked, but in the answer, he said, Lady J was named after one of the marketing partners' wives. Her name was like Julia or Jennifer or something, and he always called her J. And so they named Lady J after his wife. And I don't, I had never read that or it was a uh, uh, Bacall. Who was yeah, the, Joe, Joe Bacall's wife. Joe Bacall's wife. And I, I don't think we'd ever heard that anywhere ever. Mm-mm. So it was it was a cool just little random nugget that popped out, you know, literally randomly that I had never heard or, or seen or read anywhere else. So I dig stuff like that, you know, when it just pops out and that's cool. So there you go. Joe Colton, what's the most interesting thing you've learned in the time that you've been on What's on Joe? So that would be the last five years. We have really cool fans. And they're, they that's, just, what? surprises you. No, it doesn't surprise me, but they're always very sweet to us. And they're like, obviously not to you guys, but they're very sweet to me. Um, they're just, I don't know, they're, they're very welcoming. And like being able to do it like live now and they can see us and like interact live, I think has been a really great thing for us, but also for them. Cause they used to just hear us and now they can see our, like our pretty little faces. <laughs> Such as they are. Right? Yes. Yes. Plus when we, when we took seven hours or 10 hours of editing out oh. of Mike's week. Yeah. Mike loves us more now. He unveiled his sweet and sunny disposition. He was hating yeah. life for a bit. Oh, audio yep. editing takes so long. It's so awful too. And what's more like, I don't mind doing it and I'm pretty quick about it. And it still took away way, way long. So yeah. uh, last year around this time when we did the, the, the virtual joke on, that was absolutely insanity. And it was during a little few week span where I was not working. And it just felt like I got up. Uh, I, I would, re- I would edit audio. We would record something in the afternoon or evening. And then I would go edit some more and it was, Oh God. So that that was as much as I loved doing virtual joke on. That was kind of the impetus to to take up uh, Joe Colton's suggestion of maybe trying to do something a little bit different. Aren't you happy I suggested it? Yes, and uh, frankly, uh, I'm sure that the state of Missouri, where I lived at the time, is happy that I'm not you know taking up their tax dollars in some asylum. <laughs> that's swearing, right? So yeah, no. Uh, um, so that would that's that. There's that. I I don't know if I can narrow it down to one thing. Um, you know, it, we've talked to a lot of celebrities, if you will, over the over that time, and the first time a voice talent is is nasty to us or tries to highball us, or rather, I should say, the next time that happens will be the first time. Uh, they are incredibly accessible. Uh, they're they're gracious. very time, very gracious. Uh, I I still get text messages from some of them at random times, uh, which is which, <laughs> which is really weird. <laughs> oh, 
Happy Easter to you too, Baroness. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I get a lot of like art stuff from her. We have like discussions on architecture and art. And when, when you get a text from Morgan, and I haven't yet, but you know, call me. Um, <laughs> do you read it in her voice or do you read it? I do. I do. Well, because I know Morgan as Morgan also. Right. So it, it's, it's, when she yelled at me at the con to go get some sleep, it was in Morgan's voice, not the Baroness. But when I read her text message, depending on what it is, if it's art, it's her. But if it's like Happy Easter, it's definitely the Baroness. I'm like, oh, why are you laughing? Right. Happy Easter, darling. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so good. I love her. She's amazing. But uh, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of folks out there that have done a lot of creative things that have nothing to do with G.I. Joe. Uh, and G.I. Joe was still the creative force behind that. It's what got them into designing toys. It's what got them into writing comic books. It's what got them going uh, down their dream path. And, and so that's, that has been perhaps the most interesting thing is figuring out just the far out dots we can connect uh, with G.I. Joe at the center of that particular universe. We have a huge library. So if you ever want to go back and, and figure out what we're talking about, the link is down there. Uh, we still put everything on Podbean. Um, and so uh, you know, if you want to go back to the shows that we did in 2011, all the way up through the show that we did at this point last week, um, by all means, go go do it. Take take the time. There are some marathons in there. I'll warn you about oh, that. Yeah. Time. Some four hours. There there are some that got past four hours. Yeah. Yeah. We we got a few that got past five, but that was that was what we did at the time. So, um, podcasting was kind of a new deal. Uh, we were really the only we were really the only Joe specific act in town uh, for a lot of that time, and so it was it was. We just we would get on and go, um, and and so it, it's not a. I don't want to mean that we 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 probably could go that long with the three of us on any given night, but I have to crack the whip and try to get us out of here in an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, well, it had, it had to help back in the in the years when there was a ton of product, right? Yeah, like, I look back at some of those years when they put out like twelve comic two packs, right? Just like when when I was was involved with Joe and they'd give me my item count for the year and it would be like I go what I get what I get they go three cool I'll see what I can do <laughs> and, and not much tooling either don't go nuts with the tooling okay it, always, it also always helped to have you know we had a whole lot of extra voices around so sometimes we could just turn loose for half an hour and bust on Justin Bell um so that that always uh, that, again it's it's a different show for a different time so I, I don't want to compare them that way and say one is better than the other, but they are, it, it's certainly been an interesting progression through these 10 years. And so by all means go down, our link is down there in the, the description. Uh, check us out. If you got some time or you, you're going to be in the car at any point and download an old episode with an interview on it and, and learn some stuff about this brand of ours. Uh, next letter is a long one. Hi, guys. I know I'm probably late in sending this out, but I thought I would anyway. Guess what? Not late enough. Made it. 
I'm about three years into collecting again, and for the most part, it's been fun. I only really collect vintage in the classified line, and I'm really enjoying that part of it despite the struggles to the target products. I am more than happy to wait for my pulse deliveries. I am and have been in manufacturing of different products for over 20 years now. In complete transparency, I've never worked in toy manufacturing, but I have been trying to dig up information on it as I've gotten back into collecting. I wish they did it stateside because I would be more than excited to work in that specific industry. We kind of wish they did it stateside too. Uh, I just wanted to share some of my thoughts about the struggles to get products this year because all manufacturing is having a very tough year. I'm going to focus on the products coming from Asia since that is where almost all toys are made. I would also say Mark is free to correct any incorrect assumptions I have made based on other manufacturing. I would also say that Joe and I are free to correct on that because it's absolutely. When COVID hit, manufacturing over there shut down for at least a month and in some cases longer. In some cases, much, much longer. Uh, ever since COVID, shipping has been a wreck as ships have been have gotten caught up in quarantines all over the world. Uh, this has reduced the number of ships that are actually operating. And with all the backlog demand, it has made catching up very difficult. My company is saying we are going to be dealing with shipping issues for at least the next six months, if not a year. Uh, on these next points, I'm making more educated guesses based on information I've heard about toy manufacturing. This may be a roller coaster. Uh, obviously, main pass the market, Walmart and Target did not believe in G.I. Joe being as popular as it is, or their initial orders would have been larger. I've been told that the Asian toy manufacturing sites book at least six months ahead of time. Longer, I think, but... yeah. Not, uh, not less, definitely. No, certainly not less. Uh, movie figures had to be pushed back due to the movie being pushed back. That makes sense. Uh, take all the shipping issues and the built-in lead time to market. To me, there's no surprise that we haven't seen increases in the stores yet. A couple of more things Hasbro can't change no matter how much we yell. Uh, to get space on the shelf, Hasbro has to provide store exclusives. They are not going away. Price of doing business, and there are only two real players in the country that have actual shelf space at all. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that point, but we'll come back to it. Mm -hmm. uh, no manufacturer produces more than minimal amounts over actual orders anymore. That practice was phased out in the 90s due to the cost of holding inventory. That's a good point. Uh, so Hasbro is not going to overproduce. They need orders from the stores. Needless to say, I still believe we could see increased product in the coming months. So I said all of this to say the online community for Joe Collectors is so negative because of some things that are just out of Hasbro's control. What does the What's on Joe Mine group think could turn that around other than magically increasing store inventory? I rarely get to watch live, but I always tune in after to see what you all say. Thanks for what you do and not getting as negative as other channels I've tried out. Happy anniversary. Sincerely, Doug Dello via email. Uh, P.S. I've been listening to old pot, the old podcast and recently listened to episode 80. Mike, you've been asking for Tiger Force told me for a long time. Yo, Joe. So sad. So sad. I don't know if I've been asking for him, but he's he's be he's been the joke answer uh, for what exclusive is coming for a long time. That is one of our 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 longest current running jokes is Tiger Force Dolbooth, and I will I will destroy that joke. Uh, so there's a, a lot there, and um, Mark. So you, you're you're the guy this is pointed at in terms of manufacturing. Do you have anything that you'd like to add? I just, you know, I he's you know pretty dead on there. Although I think it's it's far more than six months ahead of time. 
that the factories are planning uh, how they're going to lay out their lines and, and get their stuff done. But a couple things like, and this is coming from the guy who ran the McFarland board for a decade, right? It's not just the Joe community that skews negative online, right? It is just online in general. Just it just skews negative. That's just what it is. But by and large, with the classified series. I don't think the Joe community has had that much to truly complain about, right? It hasn't it hasn't been that hard to find the regular stuff, right? Like if you couldn't get Destro or Snake Eyes or Duke, that's a real catastrophic problem with the line. I think what people are the recurring problem has been the store exclusives, uh, really the target exclusives. Nobody's complained too much about Walmart's retro series. Maybe about what's in the retro series. It hasn't been as appealing or as creative as I think most fans would have liked. But for availability, it hasn't been that bad. Who who couldn't find a his tank, right? Like, uh, I don't think that's been a problem. But the the scarcity of the Target stuff with the figures they chose to make Target exclusives combination of those two things has been really really toxic for the community to deal with and uh but i i, I always look at it from from the larger sense because of what the brand needs the brand needs new fans and i think the line has been by and large pretty spectacular visually and i think even without much supporting it outside of what's on pegs if these were hanging on shelves, I think there would be kids turning into G.I. Joe fans right now. The movie delays this one is completely out of their control. And I think they've done the right thing, pushing it off because they really need this to be a hit if it's going to trampoline Joe into being something important. And when there, while there's been waxing and waning support for Joe internally at Hasbro, it's it's a house owned boys brand that that carried the company for more for decades truly like on and off a little bit but it's really important it's right up there with nerf and transformers a little bit transformers isn't completely owned so joe is the one and it really should be yeah, um, I, I don't think it's going too far out of bounds to say that gi joe has saved hasbro on at least three occasions. Yeah, absolutely. And it is a shame that, now again, I've been gone four years. I have no idea what it's like in there right now, especially uh, during the pandemic. But when I was there, Joe was not treated with any level of respect uh, internally. And I, that always was a massive frustration for me. What I, what I really wanted when they would do the big uh corporate walkthrough or the quarterly they would go over the, the quarterly numbers and stuff and say what was coming up it was my goal to get that gi joe logo up there with the other really important brands that's what i wanted to do and maybe it has since i don't know but it was always lumped in with the you know the challenger brands or you know things currently in development or you know it was at the kids table that that's potato head kids reboot Oh, and it drove me nuts, right? Seeing it down there with with all the other stuff. So, um, anyway, I, I don't know if I don't know if I went anywhere coherent with that, but I really think the 
the angst from Joe fans is about the target exclusives, the fact that they aren't getting any better, aren't getting any easier to, to nab, and that they keep putting A-plus Baroness-level characters in there, or troop builders, which is maddening from a, from a marketing perspective, because as, as much as they could have sold more Baronesses if they were readily available, how many more Vipers and Cobra Troopers could they have sold if they were readily available? And they understand that on, Mar on Marvel, which is they sat next door to each other when I was there. Like they have low-priced AIM Troopers that you can buy in bulk off the Pulse website. Like, why wouldn't you want to do that? And when you're, if you're lucky enough to work on a franchise that is blessed with a troop builder that you can consistently count on, stormtroopers, hydro troopers, that kind of stuff, then count your blessings and maximize it. And no brand has more of them than GI Joe. Yeah. So uh, it's just that part of it is is really frustrating for fans. And as a, as a marketer, I just it is hard for me to comprehend how big a miss that is. So my, my question is, if, if Target and Walmart are, are being difficult about toys, and, and I'll be honest, the, wall, the few times I've been in a Walmart in recent months, there's barely been anything of anything, yeah. uh, not just G.I. Joe. But, like, where do the smaller retailers figure into this? Like, obviously, GameStop wants to get more into the toy game. Uh, obviously Walgreens wants to get more into the tall game and other lines have even had Walgreens exclusives to this point and high profile like Marvel and Transformers have had Walgreens exclusives. So why are these avenues not being pursued? Do you have any ideas on that? I, I don't have any insight. No, all, but I would, yeah, I would obviously you don't have any, in, I don't want to make it sound like you've got information. That yeah. You're, Cause I don't, I don't guess as a, as, as a professional, yeah. If you have an educated guess, that's what we're looking for. I assume that they would be trying to find the retail partners to help replace the loss of Toys R Us. Toys R Us was such was such a brilliant partner, not just for Hasbro, but for lots of toy companies, because they would, I mean, not to be rude, but they would take anything because they had unlimited shelf space, really. So they would give anything a shot. So the, the littles and the middle toy companies adored Toys R Us because they could get brick and mortar placement, whereas Target and Walmart were hard to get into. But Toys R Us fully supported the Joe line when Target and Walmart were tired of it after the, the mistake of delaying that second film and frosting your two, your two most important retailers. Um, but when Toys R Us closed, I think they've been chasing the replacement for it, uh, but not hard enough, because I think Walmart Walmart or Walgreens and GameStop should be fueled by exclusive product, right? So right. yes, we'll give you a cool exclusive, but you have to order this many and you have to take this much of the regular line as well. So you have reasons for people to come in and more than one thing for them to buy. I mean, they, uh, they, have, they have the outlets, like the, the stores are there yeah. and you, walk into a Walgreens and sure there's one peg set aside for GI Joe's and it's empty of course. But if you go to target, there's only two pegs 
Right. So even though you've got this humongous store, it's not like they're giving that much more space to your line. So why why are these smaller outlets not being not being pursued is is beyond me. Well, and smaller outlets, but a whole lot more of them, right? There's right. Walgreens everywhere. I always thought that was somewhere that should have been maximized. Um, and I'm surprised we haven't seen more with Amazon because mm-hmm. the storm shadows seem to go kind of seamlessly, right? As What's far that? as exclusive classified figures, was any one of them easier to acquire or painless to get in your collection than that storm shadow? The, the fact that nobody's talking about it I think speaks volumes, right? Like nobody right. out there who wanted a storm shadow has this longing for a storm shadow. Whereas to this day, I mean, beachhead, Cobra soldier, Baroness. Yeah. They're good luck. Yeah. Good luck, good luck on all of it. So I, I would love to see them be a little more aggressive, not just with Walgreens and, and GameStop, but with Amazon, obviously Amazon knows what they're doing. So, Line up, but there are. I know there are some people who are anti Amazon, you know, that want to do the brick and mortar thing or support small business or whatever. But I mean, it's a reality, and they're only growing and they're not slowing down at all. So, right, uh, given that they did they did so well with their initial thing, I don't know why you wouldn't be more aggressive at getting stuff into Amazon. Joe Colton, we've given you enough time to chat with Maggie on your phone. What's up? Um, How do you go after Mark Weber? Like, I don't understand why you do this to me. I'm like the professional. What is your unprofessional opinion, Joe Colton? I talked way too long. Uh, Nothing of value compared to the honcho. Man. You know what? Ask me ask me the next cosplay question after Joe goes. Right? Like, what are you doing? I'm sorry I have so much faith in you, Joe Colton. I'm sorry that I've partnered with you for five years. <laughs> next week, it'll, when she's done, it'll be like, so Mark, how would you rivet that loincloth? Hey. <laughs> uh, I want you uh, to engrave leather. Go. Right? Okay. Well, That's right. Hey Wes, what are you? How are you doing, Wes? Come in here. I got four thousand rivets. I need you to hammer. Engrave this leather. Oh Lord. Um, and that's that's it. So that actually takes us to um, our our next bit. And this is where we want to get everybody together. Uh, everybody, if you've got questions, we'll answer this in between. Uh, okay. For the anniversary show, we wanted to get into what we what we're working on in our our personal collections what we're doing um if you've been a longtime fan of this show we just kind of charged into video um without a whole lot of of uh prep so to speak and and, and if you're new to us on video you're like well who are these guys um which is absolutely fair right you know i we we've tried to we've tried to plug the damn show mercilessly for a long long time now, but obviously the Joe community is a very big thing. What? Oh, Everybody's making hand signals. Joe and I were remarking that she hasn't been trying to plug the damn. Show. No, I mean of course Joe Colton is exempt from that because she yeah. doesn't plug the damn show. But it's um, you know, going forward we we've we've we wanted to maybe introduce to you what's going on in our collections and just, just bring 
what we're doing with ourselves and, and our spare time, how little of it there is uh, to you guys. And, and just that that's our anniversary. Rather than plan big, we wanted to strip it down and go small, uh, which is not something we've really done to this point. And Joe Colton, we got you up here first. Okay. Uh, so I couldn't decide between the two. I mean, it's more interesting than mine, and Mark has a big presentation at the end of his. But you're, you're first. Thank you for not making me go behind Mark. Look, Mark Mark is he's a marketer, but he's also a showman. I don't... Okay. I see two boxes. We see two boxes. And on those two boxes, uh, we see helmets that you're working on. Yes. Well, not that I'm working on, but yes, those are part of the costumes that I have and am upgrading. Yes. Okay, so explain what we have here and where you got them. And okay, so these are both uh, made by Pit Viper Studios. Uh, it's a very uh, long-time G.I. Joe uh, supplier of helmets and Baroness armor. I have like four of them. Uh, and so... This this one on the on the left is the sideshow collectible uh, Viper. I went with that because it's less boxy and my head is not gigantic. Um, it's also more, more comfortable and it and it looks natural when when a normal person wears it. Whereas the other one is just it almost comes out to my shoulders and I don't have very wide shoulders, so literally look like just a pencil. So. Um, I have a question. I have a question. Yes. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes. Are the goggles a separate piece? They are, but they are uh, permanently attached. Oh, I wanted you to wear the face mask with the goggles. I, that's what everybody asks about vipers. You could. Like, I mean, you could totally, like, stretch them out and put them on. They're just tacked on the back. Okay. So. Just in and case then, it's really bright out that day. Yeah. Uh, rack time. Rob has a question. Is is the armor soft? The armor is soft on this one, and I hate you. <laughs> Look, I had nothing to do with that. Um, and then on the right side, we got the Cobra officer. Yes, uh, I do a female Cobra officer uh, along with Mary Mercenary. Um, Your male Cobra officer is not believable. No, no. No, but a really cool thing about this is that we had figures made of the female Cobra officer. Somebody, somebody amazing was responsible for that. Like, I I'd like to give that guy a great big hug. I, I would give that guy a great big hug. And the designer who kept the hood off the girl's face a great big punch. Yeah, yeah. We we as as cosplayers, we were like, why isn't her face covered? Yeah. Yep. Like, I, but don't you want to see her faces? No. I, I spun a good yarn up there when I had to explain why there was no no uh, handkerchief over the face. But but that's one of my favorite things. Actually, on my LinkedIn profile, there's a really grainy video of that presentation, and most of my presentations I never got to see. Okay. Uh, taped, and when we show the Cobra officer, you can hear Joe Colton go "woo" <laughs> in the 
from the very back of the room. I think you were way back on that. I was. I was nowhere near you. I, I remember like really screaming. <laughs> if Joe Colton decides she's going to be to be heard, she's going to be heard. Yeah, and she was. And yeah. That was, I was real. I'm really glad somebody taped that and that I was able uh, able to grab it because that was the uh, the hintless crossword puzzle, which was one of my favorite things I ever did, and it went over. That was cool. The crowd, so people were going bananas for that crossword puzzle. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I had you know I, I got the zombie viper two pack, and I had them high fiving on the reveal, and like, that we that we pooped all over on this program. The zombie vipers? No, the the crossword puzzle. Why did you poop <laughs> on it? What you look? You remembered listening to the show and 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 hearing because it was one of those where you were you were saying I was really hoping that they would give this a big talking up on on what's on Joe Mind and it was immediately after we had recorded the the episode we're saying oh we're not going to get into that <laughs> you know you spent time on it on your own yeah it was great but anyways moving forward yes uh, you can see there labeled Iron Grenadier. Yes. Uh, this is what Joe has got going in her collection there. Yeah. So I'm currently working on this, um, trying to build a female iron grenadier based on some art. Um, but it's going to be a leather jacket and pants and she'll have um, the sword and everything that a iron grenadier should. It's just going to be a little bit feminized. It's too boxy for me. So, which is good. Cause again, your male iron grenadier is terrible. Yeah. It's totally awful. It's swimming. Um, Diana Davis says you can tell from the figures. Mark has actual experience with boobs. Unlike yes. boob figure makers. So there yes! you go. Yes. I did like that. Yes. They were uh, proportioned, not <laughs> gigantic. Mrs. Uh, Weber, look away. What am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with this, Davis. Uh, took a longer time to get there than I thought it would, but whatever. <laughs> Did you Fine. have to explain anatomy to them? <laughs> I'm in the club. No, I meant to get experience with boobs. Hey, but actually, I didn't. I had I I could take credit for it, but I didn't. I didn't really. Um, but if there were, if there had been some ridiculous proportions. Yeah, I would have said something about like it. Rob Liefeld drawing. But, well, you know, I like my figures to have feet. To have feet, yes. Yeah. And but not I, can't, I, I, I would love to take credit for that, but I, I, I really can't. I, did, I never ran into that when I was on Joe, and when I was on Transformers, it was not that big a deal. Um, but, uh, but they did have some big robots. Just saying, Ooh. robots. And then, of course, uh, the one that that uh, sank a thousand ships, as it were, was Centaur <laughs> helmet. Yeah, it's great. So the Iron Grenadier helmet is extremely heavy. This one, totally not. Just very hot, and it's got a giant opening, so I don't know why it's hotter. But well, I was what, what did you What did you do with your hair when you were Serpentress? I don't remember. Uh, I did, did a bun. bun or? Yeah, I okay. did a bun. So I did a bun in that, and this is made by uh, Drizzy Designs. Um, she's out in Colorado. So I had seen her make this, and I was like, I need this for Joe Con. And she was like, what's that? And I was like, it's a very long story, but I would like you to make me one of these. Let, let me be excruciatingly and, and share pictures. <laughs> let, let me be excruciatingly clear about how I say this. <laughs> From a purely temperature perspective, 
Yes. This is, for Joe at least, this is your hottest costume by far, right? No, just no? the head. The hottest costume that I wear in Joe or in general? Both. In Go general, it is the Klingon one. Okay. Because the hair, the prosthetics, and then the, the canvas and leather and fur. And you got to carry that bat left around, so. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie carries the heavier one. And then in Joe? In Joe, it's a combination of the Viper, because of all the gear. Doesn't breathe. And uh, my crimson ass because of the weight and all of like that cape just keeps everything in a like my core just heats up and I I overheat. Isn't and the, the crimson, and the wig. The crimson ass backpack is crazy heavy, right? Yeah, it's about 40 pounds. Mm. And then the gun is another 10 to 15. Mm. What? Blaster. It's, it's all it's all metal too. Looks legit. I'm insane. <laughs> and it lights up. Looks legit. Thanks. So do you have any others on the uh on, on deck? What's so next? I'm working on the Iron Grenadier. Um I'm I wanna make a Pythona. That's one of my my things that I want to do in the future. Like Pythona. What? She doesn't have a helmet though. No, but I'm going to get like a bald cap. But with her, it's the fabric. I want to make it so that it's the purple is iridescent almost. And then all the circles that she has have another like a green, blue, iridescent spark, like a, a shine, like a pearlescent to them. So it's going to be all, it's going to be very Cobra Law, but very cool. Look forward to it. We now need a con for you to get to. Right. Right. Coming soon. Ish. So Ish. that that that's uh, that's the, the 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 hidden corner of Joe Colton's collection. It's yeah. life size one to one cobra headpieces. Yes. Uh that brings you to me. Oh my god. And that's that's the current look at Beach Party eighty six. Uh head count nineteen strong. And you see, so num num number one is introducing the other 18 to you. Is number one your original? No, actually, the original one is I've it, technically it's number 20, but um, he, he I actually label him as number zero. But I, I'm torn on including him with Beach Party 86 versus breaking him out of the figures I had when I was a kid, right? Like, it, there's just something about that that I, I can't I can't seem to separate them from those because there's yeah I spent a lot of time playing with Joe's as a kid so they're they're very the ones I had back in the 80s specifically are, are very special to me is beachhead prime your first one like crazy floppy and all worn down and no he's got a little bit he's in pretty good shape actually a uh, little bit of paint rub here and there is is his right arm's a little loose. But other than that, he's he looks all right. He's he would, in terms of the guys in this picture, he'd be middle of the pack in terms of condition. We just we took care of those things, man. 
one dude, in the, one dude in the back stole Scarlet's crossbow. That's awesome. Yeah, number twelve has a crossbow. He 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 came with it. He was sold to me that way, so I've left it with him. Um, and I'm thinking they were just trying to recreate the the crossbow from the backpack. Mm-hmm. So number twelve came with a, a '97 crossbow from from Scarlet from the Stars and Stripes set, and I've just I've left it there. Do, do you number them like one, two, three, four, like all the Georges? I do. You see the little stickers on the the the, the stands? Yeah. Yep. Those little bullet stickers have a number on it. So oh. I, I thought they were playing Twister. Helps me keep them straight. Do you ever augment them? Like if you found a machine gun cheap, like for three bucks at a store, would you buy it and equip a guy, or is how they arrived how they stay? No, I'll I'll like if somebody's missing something, I'll add something, but I'm not gonna like you see the guy in the front row with the the cream colored backpack. He's mm-hmm. always gonna have that cream colored backpack. Right. I'll get him a gun at some point, but for for now, he he just doesn't have one. He's uh, a nice he's a nice cream soldier. Exactly. He's he's yeah. the pacifist speechhead. That's lifeline in a balaclava. Right. So, but yeah, we're at 19. And again, one of those was a gift from a, a viewer. And he's the only one that doesn't have a crotch. Oh. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's okay, though. If I'm buying them for myself, I'm going to make sure that they're whole, right? Right. I, I, if somebody's going to send me one, uh, that guy gets free pass. He can be in whatever yeah. condition he wants. If somebody's going to take the trouble to send me one of these figures, he's in the club. I'm a rough, tough ranger. My crotch just broke. Maybe I could share that. Hang on. My crotch just broke. No, I can't. I can't share that without shutting out this thing, and I don't want to do that. Right. So, so that's me. I actually have gotten two of these this week. I have not added them to the Instagram account yet, uh, but you can see down there in the corner hashtag Beach Party eighty six at March twenty third, twenty twenty one, and I, I again we we added two this week. So I'm I'm. I'm pleased with my mad collection. If we go like 20 years in the future and you're at 86, are you done? No as a number. No. Or is the, that just to represent the year? The 86 is, is in relation to when he was released. Okay. So it was funny too. Cause I, I, the, the one that came most recently got delivered to the front door of the apartment as I was leaving for work. So I took it with me to work. And had to explain to everybody there exactly what what this was and what's going on with it, and they all think that I'm insane now. Well, every single took, one took them a while to sniff you out. Yeah, I, I tend to put up a pretty good cover, but and they already knew about the GI Joe habit, but collecting twenty of the same guy, just like the army building thing, has lot. They that's what's tipped them over the edge. I mean, I don't know many Joe collectors who army build an individual character, right? This most most people are like, I'm I'm a Red Ninja girl, or I'm a Crimson Guard gal, or I'm a Royal Guard. I'm the only Royal Guard guy down in Florida. Well, Wait, there there is no Diana Davis does Duke. I do Scarlet. I just. But Diana doesn't army but, the same Duke figure. Right. No, uh, I don't know. Does she? I don't think. She's never shown off that way. But she's done lots of different Dukes, and I love her yeah, collection. Yeah. 
yeah. Like I get the I get the breadth of it, right? Like yeah. cool, but but for you know grabbing a guy who didn't have that many versions really, and just you know it'd be like going, I'm I'm the blowtorch guy, and I have fifty blowtorches. This is I, kind I, of, it's an homage to to Brian Kaufman and his crystal ball collection. And where's what's that count at? That oh god, I don't know if he's ever put a number on it, but it's got to be well into the hundreds. You know what? I'm calling BS on that because you could go to Walmart right now and pick up a couple of crystal ball figures. <laughs> How hard is that? Look, look, that's part of why he does it. As a as but, a customer service, right? You know, he's he's helping keep the world safe for for all of us, so that we I can know, again get I'm, Joe's on our pegs. I know I'm not alone who, as a kid Joe collector, would go to the pegs that year and go, let's see what's up here. Nah, 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 nah. Crap. I, I gave seven crystal ball figures. I gave him a crystal ball figure uh, last time I saw him, which would have been at the last coil con. And um, like the joke we had was, is that, you know, the only difference between our two collections is someday I'll be able to sell mine. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> and uh, so, so that's that's really. But he's got to have. I mean, he's got to be well into triple digits. That's incredible. He's, um, yeah, uh, he's. He, he, it's a master. So that is that is Beach Part eighty six. If you have somebody you'd like to contribute to the ranks, by all means, we are accepting applications. Otherwise, I will be out there trying to hunt down bargains on eBay. Don't bid against me. I'll send Joe Colton to cut you. Mm-hmm. And her army of red ninjas. And her army of red ninjas. Yes, some of them are teeny tiny. Look like only, only twenty. Only twenty, right? And that brings us to host number three, the Honcho. Yeah, uh, a couple of couple of things here, and the images here are not from your collection. They are courtesy of Three D Joe's. But Mark, for the folks at home, why don't you explain what these are pictures of? Well, I'm totally digging this vehicle, and this was, I wasn't collecting Joe's in 94, so, but I've back collected almost everything uh, that I want anyway. You know, I have one of almost everything, um, and that's not to beat my chest or anything, because they're all open, they're all loose, you know, they're, they're how I played with them. But I never had this before. Uh, so this is the Cobra Scorpion from uh, Battlecore in 1994. And so I picked this up. I, I won an auction for it on eBay. Uh, and then I went and found out about this part of it afterwards. So nobody knows exactly what the split was in the production run here, but somewhere in the middle, because neither version is terribly harder to find than the other, but they flipped how they colored the basic parts, how they the molded plastic they used. So the one on the left, is the tan Jeep with the black accent pieces, right? And the one on the right is the exact flip. It's a black chassis, black, the, the wheels are the same, obviously. Um, but the pieces you add on to it, the front grille, the top, the weapons are tan. And so I don't, I like the vehicle itself is fine, but I don't really like the, the two-tone look here. I think the, the, the one on the left I think is a better look than the one on the right. But what I really want to do is get one of each unassembled and then create the monochrome versions. I want to make an all tan 
Cobra Scorpion. I'm, and I'm, I want to make them a- throw this comment out there from Biff McCocky Donk there, Mark. I have it on good authority that you can get Zan or all black scorpions out of the box. Well, Phil would know, so I yeah, appreciate that. I believe that. it from that guy. That's that's a source right there. So, but what I what I did, and I who knows where it are where it is now, but over a year ago, I got some really good glow in the dark night force stickers. So I want to make take the all black Jeep and make it a night force vehicle because I didn't have the night force vehicles, and I haven't gone back to get them. Not that they aren't cool, but they're way out of my price range. So I'd like to give the Night Force something to tool around in that, that feels unique while not depriving Cobra of one of their own kind of cool things. And Cobra didn't have a lot of desert vehicles at all, right? So no. we, want, we want this out there for them. So what I've got tonight as a special surprise. Oh. Wait, where, where'd I go? Hang on. Let me get that Wait. out of there. This is what I had off of eBay, right? Center. So this is from 1994. It's the Cobra Scorpion, and I hope nobody... It, it's, it's not worth a ton of money. So let's... Are you opening it? I'm opening it right now. <laughs> let's see what color I got. Colton's crawling out of her skin. Pick your horse here, kids. Is it... We'll talk about the chassis color. Is it tan or is it black? Tan. Out at home, put your put put it in the comments. What did I get? Take guesses. Put your guess, tan or black, in the comments now. I don't hold know. About to find out. We have a delay, so hold on, hold on, just wait a second. This is a seven-second delay. Yeah, yeah. So nobody curses, right? No. It's not like that. But yeah, there's a little lag just because I think our our internet is bad. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm no hero, right? I'm not a maniac. This isn't a night force whale. You're, you're a maniac. Or, nothing or right. I didn't, I didn't just crack open a flag. So, so far we've got more tan than black. Right. All right. All right. And what did you say? I said tan. I'm, I'm going to go with black Jeep. All right. So, sad here. didn't have a figure. And the winner is, oh, there's some Topps bubblegum in here. Ooh. No. Delicious. You know, that's a lot like yeah. big. And look. Tan feet. Black guns. So we've proven that Philip Donnelly's a damn liar. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> First live unboxing by What's right? Up Your Mind. I didn't know that you could get out of the box an all tan or an all black. The nation of the Philippines <laughs> choose with you, Mark. Yeah, well, I shall return, right? That's, that's crocodile. That's crocodile Joel McMullen. You know where he? It's Friday night for us. It's like Tuesday afternoon. Right? He's, he's, he's our he's our Aussie friend. So anyway, now I know what I need to get now, and and they don't disassemble well, is what I'm told, right? So I can't just buy a loose one that's the right flipped color, a black chassis with the tan stuff, because I won't get it apart in one piece. So now I got to find another unassembled 1994 Cobra Scorpion black chassis with uh, tan add-on parts. And sticker shiggy, right? Look at that. The, hot those hot what hot. terrible colors, right? Just rotten colors 
But all right. So next, next time we all get together to show, I think we owe Joe Colton a drink, which he guessed right. Yep. So there you go. And, and uh, I lemonade. I am. I am not a, a mid in. It will be tequila shots, I'm sure. But. Oh yeah, I'm not a mint in mint in box or mint on card guy. But if I get something that is vintage and sealed, I'll keep it sealed, right? Like we have my uh, way way back when I was messing around with the Sonic uh, Zap. I didn't even realize that the Sonic Zap I had was mint on card and for a Mexican because it wasn't Zap; it was Bill. Bill. <laughs> okay. Deal. So there you go. Uh, Biff is adding in here that you know that's not the only vehicle that has the color flip issue. Well, Phil, what I would say is, you know, put together some information for us, and we'll have you back, and you, we can talk about it at length. Good idea. Yeah, and I'm I am aware of that, but this is the one that that piqued my interest because I went, oh, cool, I can make a Night Force vehicle out of that, and it looked kind of authentic. Part of the reason I'm the king of lazy bastard customs. It's not just because I don't have any artistic talent, which is true, but I kind of like taking what the Joe team made over the years and almost respecting their design by finding different ways to mash it together rather than saying that was cool, but I'm going to paint it camo. And that's no offense to the customizers out there because I got nothing but mad respect for the customizers who do stuff I can't even think of. Yeah. But I kind of like, you know, that's my corner, my little toe in the customizing pool. I like finding different ways to put together things that the actual Joe team really made. So that's that's my goal right now is to get two Scorpions. By year, eh, I don't know about years then, but... Uh, Matt you know, Rubin, out I think you owe Joe Colton a few drinks after five years. I think we've, we've swapped drinks on many occasions. Look, I, Joe Colton is, is um, like, I'm the only... I'm the only uh, host that we know of that can handle tequila better than she does. Ooh. So, yeah. I don't know if it's better. It's totally better. When it's we all get together at some point and do a live show with some drinking involved or yeah. around it, you two will be stunned how quickly it's a two-person show. And, and, and <laughs> I'm no drinker either. but No, but, but you'll beat me. But like, if it was regular drinking, Joe Colton puts me away. But with tequila, tequila seems to hit her harder. Well, uh, I'm always drinking other things, and then I go, it's tequila time now. Which could well be it, because you're crazy. But, you know, whereas I'm fresh as a daisy walking, yes, hell, let's do some shots. Bang, bang, bang. And, you know, being a giant moose of a man, too, doesn't hurt things. So, but yeah, the clear the clear liquors don't hit me as hard. Mm -mm. It could. I also don't like doing the lime after tequila, or or the or the salt, just no. straight. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. You, the lime or the lemon grosses me out. We are we are good drinking buddies, you and I. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we have proven this over the year. Yeah, not that many people have seen your Marion Ravenwood cosplay, but it's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> So, <laughs> anyways, yeah. it's funny. My husband hasn't even seen me do that. Moose no, not a popular DC character. You clearly were not around in the late fifties, Philip Donnelly. No. Maybe you should hold your tongue. No, he. I am a very expensive drunk, so he. Th this year might be it, though. We might do it this year. 
Maybe. I've seen him drunk, but he's an easy drunk. Like <laughs> three, three or four white Russians, and he's like loving on people and like explaining to them what they mean to him and hugging them. Well, I'm like, Bill, Bill's $300 always, and I'm still going. That drink always freaked me out, right? It has milk in it, right? Yeah. White, white Russian. Well, it, it's got. Um, lovely beverage. Yes, it's got a uh, Kahlua. Yeah, okay, not, not quite, but okay. Yeah. yeah, no, you can you can put a splash of milk in it for color, but it's Kahlua. Yeah. Yeah. As it's I fun. recall, the dude puts milk in his white Russian. Yes, he was on he was on limited funds. So, as as uh, S Myers co correctly says, it's actually cream. Oh, it's cream. Yeah, like coffee cream. So yeah, if you got a half and half, that's that's preferred. So, um. So, Mark, is this is obtaining the black Jeep? Is that like your next big get? Is that what we're going for next? I mean, I'd like I'd like to get it, but it's it is it isn't that expensive because the Scorpion isn't you know a massively desired bit. But it's tricky for me because up until tonight, literally, I didn't know which one I had and which one I needed. Now I know which one I need, but I specifically need one that's half of a production run. And I need it unbuilt. So you can buy some mint and mint on box, you know, mint on card or mint in box scorpions, but now it's a lottery ticket, right? So I need it. What I need is a bagged one that's open. Ain't a lot of those laying around, right? So, but throw it out there if you have one. I know a guy who's looking for one. There you go. Once conventions get back in, maybe I can get around to some tables. We'll get, uh, we'll get Biff McConkeydonk working on that. I'm, he's connected. I mean, I've ripped him twice in a month online. Like, I probably better watch it, especially because I like him, right? <laughs> I don't want to burn that bridge. Right. That's a that's a dude who knows things. He right? knows people. I firmly believe, push came to shove, that Phil would have my back when I finally invade the Philippines and burn down that store. Well, Joel is Joel McMullen is your in there because he's a lot closer to the Philippines than you are. That's true. That's so you true. need you need crocodile Joel McMullen. I just wait for the sign, boys. We're gonna flag smash the Philippines. So do we do we have any any questions from the gallery? We've had a lot of folks in the live chat today waiting for. I'm I'm scrolling through. I'm looking for questions, and we've had some wonderful conversation. Uh, certainly to add to the, but nobody's really asking us any specific questions in regards to, uh, not recently anyway. I'm trying to go all the way back to where we've got, to where we saw a few pop in before. But man, that's that's a lot of chat. A lot of chat. A lot of chat. Joe Colton, you had any, uh, any musical numbers? Nothing? Yeah. No? I I, yeah, it's funny because we, we have a really dedicated group that are usually here with us over in the chat. And I think they like talking to each other more than they like talking Yeah, to I us. mean, we're old hat. They're, They're good. <laughs> but here's a good one from the Canadian destroyer, Ryan Costello. Uh, where do you see G.I. Joe in 10 years? Uh, Joe Colton, why don't you go first? Hopefully alive. And Hasbro uh, doesn't run into the ground. Uh, I, I think I think it's... A, it's it's going to be fine. For all of the tooth gnashing we do about it, I think it's a tougher yeah. one to kill because they'd have done it by now. Yeah, 
I think I think with this one, it's going to be a resurgence, and hopefully, my hope is that it keeps going for at least the next five years, and then we go through another cycle, and then it gets another big push, and they've got one new uh, collectors and two old collectors are still collecting and are interested in the new product that they put out. If they're of, of the quality that the six inch figures are they're we're going to all be collecting for a very, very long time. Mark, what you got there? I think uh, if we go, let's go 10, like 10 years to the day. I think we're all going to be super excited waiting for the new trailer for the snake eyes origin movie. That's where we'll be. <laughs> Uh, on the what's on joe mind 20th anniversary special it'll be great we'll be so with, pumped with, up. Our, with our hosts joe colton mark weber and biff mcconkey dog that's what i'm talking about um uh, crocodile joel mcmullen what's who's the greatest untapped gi joe resource that sounds dirty i know a guy uh, we, I, I, I don't know how to take this one, so I'm going to abstain. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one to answer because a lot of the guys that we know that know more than us, uh, we don't leave them untapped. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> we 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 we, uh, we ask them lots of questions, and we 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 use them for lots of resources and 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 uh, get lots of answers from them. So I don't I don't know if I have an answer for that because if. If I've come across somebody who I know knows stuff over the years, I I don't leave them alone. I'm annoying. You know who I, I would have liked to have seen more from is uh, is Hector Garrido, right? Because I didn't, I never read much from. Him. I know he's Argentinian. I don't know that much about him personally. But the guy who did the art, the art of the early stuff, was so critical to the massive popularity of the brand that. Um, I would like to have just seen more of his brain getting picked a little bit. He's been he passed away uh, a while back, but maybe let him design some characters. I just—he's so important. Like I always talk about the Mount Rushmore, right? If you're doing the Mount Rushmore of modern Joe, it's Kirk and Larry and Hector, and is that it? Might just be three. Um. Uh, Don Levine. Oh, and Ron, and Ron. Obviously, we're that. There's your four. Uh, there you go. Kirk, Larry, Ron, uh, Hector. That's it. The four. Sorry, Ron. So <laughs> got you earlier. I'm laughing at the private chat. I'm not laughing at your selection. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll let everybody else wonder what that's all about. Uh, question for Ryan Costello: If you had hosted a podcast on something other than GI Joe for five to ten years. What would it be? I think Mark and I, uh, we're going to have the same answer on that. So, Joe Colton, what would your what would your subject be other than GI Joe? Probably the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right. Lots of content. Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, I won't ask your opinions on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier because I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched the last episode either. All right, so no spoilers. No spoilers. Would, would you guys like to know some things? No. Mark Weber, what what's the other? What what would you host a podcast on for five to ten years? Right. Well, it's 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 what we're talking about, right? It's uh, eternal baseball. It's uh, I'm a big big baseball fan, big sports fan, and I have a, a podcast on Sunday nights, same time. Uh, you can find it at eternalbaseball.com. Uh, we're sending seasons with the greatest rosters of all time. 
for every MLB franchise, including the Expos brought back and the Brandon Birmingham Knights, which are the greatest players in Negro League history. So about a third of the way through our first season, uh, we play one game of the week every Sunday night and go over what happened this week in our sim season. So if you and, like baseball. And the game, the team you control invariably loses. Uh, well, we won three in a row, and then we got beat this last week. So, but at least we showed we are capable of winning. Uh, but this one, this one is exciting because we don't do any team twice. No team gets the second game before everybody's been on at least one time. And this uh, Sunday is Yankees hosting Mariners. I haven't done the Yankees yet. They're my favorite team. Mike's favorite team, too. So, uh, yeah, check it out. EternalBaseball.com. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, and we're at EternalBaseball.com. Uh, firing up that podcast on Sunday night. Yeah, I, I have often said that if you shaved my head, there would be red seams in it like a baseball. Uh, and that would that would likely be my answer too. And I know that's going to come as a big surprise to everybody who remembers the the sheer fury that we stood in the face of when we did the What's on Joe Mind Fantasy Football uh, League, uh, and we just decided to podcast about it because um, we used to get so much negative reception when we did a segment on the show itself. But we did a fantasy football league with fans of the show, so we figured it was it was pertinent to the show, and um, so then we moved it off to its own show, and people were still mad about it. <laughs> like it's like, um, sorry, we're we're gonna do it because we enjoy doing that. Um, so, but yeah, well, I, I listened to all of them, and I don't listen to the football ones. We took the football out of the main show, so you didn't have to hear it. Why are you going to listen to it? And that the, the old football show was me and, and Gary and my friend Jamie, who I've known since 1987. Uh, and we had a good time doing that one. So um, you can say, I guess we could say that we did do kind of a different show under the same umbrella. But yeah, like we, we in-house, we don't consider that what's on Joe mind. Like it's what's on Joe mind fantasy football. And it was a different thing. Uh, but there's other, we have some of the long timers out there that they had to hear it because it was something that we put on our feed and that collector's OCD meant that they, they had to listen to it. Uh, Mary mercenary used to listen to the football show. She said, she just loved to hear us bicker with one another. Uh, <laughs> didn't know anything about football. Didn't know anything about fantasy football, but she loved to hear us just, Anyway, so that's that. I, I would also do a, a baseball show. Um, let's see. Where where was it? I had it from, from one from S. Myers. <coughs> oh, here's a quick and easy one. In 10 years, name your favorite What's on Joe Mind segment. No. <laughs> Come on. So you'll, you only have to pick five years because we know you don't listen to them. So I have a few. Cot guy. The first um, ladies' night. The first ladies' night that you were a part of, anyway. Right. The first ladies' um, night was way before you were you were yeah. off. So. The first ladies' night that I was a part of. Um, there was a lot of drinking that night. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, the... 
the segment where I was on a hunt for when I when I announced the October Guard, like that I was like trying to get because the feedback after was like a week straight of like people sending me like eBay bids for three thousand and seventeen hundred and two. I was like, guys, it's the quest. <laughs> I don't have the three thousand dollars. It's the quest. Well, it's not to finish tomorrow. It's to do this on the budget, right? Yes. Yes. And then um, some of the guests we've had, some of the, the other hosts we've had, when Mark came on board, that was an exciting day. Like, I, I don't have one favorite. I have several. Like, when you, me, and Carson had to re-record, I like, at the time, I really hated that segment. But after, like, we just, we got back on it re-recorded and it was almost the same. And so like, I was like, that's cool that we can do that. So. Yeah. That was, we had a tough transition there. Uh, yeah. We had some recording software like to explode on us. And yeah. uh, so there's four or five episodes that we recorded that nobody ever heard one minute from. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other ones that are probably on the depths of Gary's hard drive that nobody's ever heard. Yeah. So there's, there's, as many hours as we have produced, there's more. Yeah. And then my last one was when we, the first time we switched to live stream, like our first live stream was like really exciting and also nerve wracking because we were like, is this going to go well? But is it going to happen? <laughs> I, I still, I still get that feeling from the live streams because somebody doesn't show up until like three minutes before the hour. And somebody swears. Yeah, but we all we all swear some. I don't swear. I'm a Boy Scout. Not at the gate. But uh, Mark, Mark, how about you? You've you've been with us the shortest amount of time, but you've yeah. had memorable moments. I well, I, I love that Joe started with Cot Guy and then went with Ladies Night next because they're they couldn't be more diametrically opposed, right? right? <laughs> all um, girls feel there, and no girls ever. No girls ever. Going down those stairs, no, well, no, no conscious women anyway right. are going down the stairs to that cop. So his mom but, doesn't count. No, oh. no non-inflatable women. Just pull the yo mama joke on cop guy. It's probably not wise, but good, but good on you. Uh, my, I mean, it's completely self-serving. But when I busted out the uh, the beachhead, I'm a rough, tough ranger because I hadn't planned it. It just, it just came to me. And I busted out this line that killed Mike and ruined me too because I couldn't even finish it before I cracked. It was absolutely broken. <laughs> I'm gonna try and pull that up. <laughs> so bear with me if you have anything else. Yeah, out. it's it's totally self-serving. But and we are gonna get back to Loser Town. Loser Town is always a massive hit because I think most of us assume this kind of stuff happens, right? To gals in a primarily or at least historically male uh hobby and certainly brand and so we assume the gals who are involved probably have to deal with this more well more often than they should but joe actually gives us a window right into some of that garbage that goes on so we can all make fun of it and support her and at the same time say guys th this isn't okay right and finally 
there's, I mean, we don't name names, so to speak. That's why it's Scott Guy. But we kind of shed some of the anonymity from that and go, if you send Joe Colton some balls, it might get read on air. So just be, you know, be warned that is a possibility. Here, here we go. I hope this comes over. I'm Beachhead. I'm a rough and tough ranger from Alabama, and I don't take no guff. And my crotch just <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to find a way to put that together with with some video. Uh, and it's one of the one of the yeah. If it, it yeah. <laughs> it only and I used to I used to work in radio, and when you could get something that hits like that, where the hosts are just dead silent for a while because they can't compose themselves. It's just audio gold. So I was, I was I, really, really happy with that. I busted out so hard, like I, yeah, it was a solid five minutes before we could get back to. I, it hurt to breathe after that one. That was it. That was tough. That's audio money right there, baby. Uh, if I was going to narrow it down, I'd have to say the John Chu interview was a big deal. Uh, that was really cool of that guy just to show up. Justin fished him off of Twitter. He's like, "Yeah, I got some time." Okay. Sure. Come on in. Um, the we've had any number of of interviews that were just just a whole lot of fun. Like I said, the first first actor that is nasty to us, or the next actor that is nasty to us, will be the first one. And I, I've said that line so many times. I don't think I've ever gotten it right once. Um. So. Yeah, I I mean, I guess the biggest one, the biggest moment would be the, the John Chu one uh, immediately after Retaliation came out. Um, and of course, in, in that interview, I busted on him because uh, he, would, at the time, was signed to direct the third G.I. Joe movie. And I asked him, um, you know, if he knew when the time was that that movie was scheduled so that we could plan on it to get pushed back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At, the irony. At which point the other hosts, I'm sure, were like, oh, crap. Stupid big mouth Mike just blew this one for us. But no, he was a good sport about it. Yeah, uh, and you were and you were prescient, right? You were clairvoyant right there. Out to call my shot. If you go back and listen to that one, I also call the third movie as a Snake Eyes origin movie. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so we'll stick with that one. Cause that was, uh, that's, that's where I, I got to be a jackass to, a, a future Hollywood A-lister. Feel good about that one. Absolutely. Weird. <laughs> Anyways, the S Myers question, what is the origin story you'd like to see made into a movie? Um, I mean, we're getting so guys. I, Do you need I, an origin story? Yeah, I I mean I I think that the the next one is the 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 GI Joe origin story more so than any one individual. Mm -hmm. Um there's some great characters but none of them are as multifaceted as Snake Eyes is. Right? There there just isn't there isn't that story out there and and somehow the story got told without it. So I don't know if we need to go back and fill it in. Um like like 
Duke is probably popular enough, but he I don't know if he's interesting enough. Like we know we know Duke's deal. He's the good guy. He does what's right. You know, right? Yeah. You uh, know, it, if you did it like I haven't seen Joker, but if you did it kind of realistic like I think Joker was and told the Cobra Commander story. Yeah, yeah, okay. How a guy is has the American dream okay. fail him and he's slowly radicalized, or maybe quickly radicalized. But could you imagine if you did that story, imagine it like, you know, falling down or something, where the trailer is just normal man broken, and saved the reveal at the end for the theater, and didn't didn't say boo about nothing until the end, and then it's, it's revealed that it's Cobra Commander at the end, right? Like, you weren't trying to sell a lot of toys for this movie. Like, that's kind of cool. You get a ton of buzz out of that. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Costello, who is your favorite guest over the years and why was it Larry Houston? Larry Houston was a great guest. I don't want to, I don't want to take away from Larry Houston. He was, he was fun. Um, and, uh, a lot of what we talked about with Larry didn't make the show even cause we just started being, being Justin did that interview. Um, and we were just, we were rolling and, um, but we talked to Larry for a long time. Uh, and he was he was a great guest, and, a, and that was a very good interview. Um, but Mark, you haven't you haven't done too many interviews with um, with too many of the celebrities to this point. Mm-hmm. It's it's been tougher to get them on in the advent of them all getting podcast representation. That didn't used to be the case when we started. Uh, so there's a lot more hoops to jump through in a lot of cases to get these folks on, even the ones we know well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but out of the folks that you've spoken to, Mark, what what would you say? I think anytime we can get William on the show, it's a big deal. Uh, so, William's not a celebrity. What are you talking about? Hold he's on. A, he's a Starfleet Admiral. Oh. What's up? <laughs> oh, this is, these are not. Oh, there we go. Now they're, they were not adjusted to my head size. I have a small head. You do have a small head. It's weird. Yeah. You guys, what's going on? Are you guys done with the um, show for tonight? No. No, we're still oh. rolling. You're live. We're live? You're live. Uh, Oh, and I'm, I don't have a G, I don't have a GI Joe thing on. I'm, I'm all Star Treked out today. That's but fine. You, you didn't lead with a curse, so that's good. No, because I I watched the show and I know. Wait, you know on. you know hold on. Hold on. Everybody who's here needs to watch the show, so I'm plugging the damn show right now. Right now, right. we're talking. There you go. See that? I did the thing. William didn't come on and curse because William knows how to fucking behave. Oh, I'm the good one in the group. I am. Mary Mercenary. No, I'm, I'm, well, in, Vir- in the Virginia group. Yes, I'm, I'm yes. He's the best of us. I, I, I'm giving him the, I'm giving him the nod over Mary as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm Duke, so I have to set an example, right? Yes. Exactly. You can't be Duke, can't be Duke unless you're jumping over something. Or getting stabbed in the chest and then going through a coma. Yeah, but you're going to be a-okay. Uh, yeah, no, it, I'll be fine. I'll just I'll so, be perfectly so Mark, fine. Answer the question here because we're going way long tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was really cool for me when we <laughs> talked when we talked to Arthur Burkhart. You're like unexpected guesting because I I'd never met Arthur ever. Mark, answering a question. <laughs> fine. I'd never met Arthur ever, uh, and we had a long we all had a long talk with him both before and after the show. So uh, that was cool for me, and I realized it's a. It's a smaller window for me, but yeah, Arthur, that was top shelf. I, was, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I would, uh, favorite celebrity, ooh, um, 
Larry, um, uh, Kevin Michael was a hoot. Um, because there too, when when he was he was just this super down to earth guy. It's one of the first interviews that I was a part of. Um, of course, he's he's famous in our circles for for getting on and and you know in the first question we asked him, he gave us the curse filled answer, which I won't ruin for everybody. Go back and listen to it in the show. It's the Kevin Michael Richardson episode. But um, there too, like we had a moment with him. He was a little late getting to the interview, and. It's because his recording session on The Simpsons went long. And once once he got on the show, of course, stupid ass, smart ass guy has to go, you tell The Simpsons that what's on your mind is waiting. <laughs> and, and I'm saying this to this man, and he is he is roaring with laughter. He is absolutely dying. So that was that was a fun one, both in what you heard and what you didn't hear. Uh, yeah. but just a, a super gentleman. Um, Joe, answer the question. No, hold on. Before she jumps in, I got to tell a quick story about Michael Bell. Since this oh. is no, no, real quick. So um, I'm dressed as Duke at a convention, and we had this idea for this quick skit. I'm doing a quick promo to kids, like saying, like, say your prayers, very Hulk Hogan, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, listen to your parents. I'm mouthing the words, and right off screen is Michael Bell, doing the Duke voice, so it's supposed to be Duke talking to you. Nice. So Michael Bell decides, as we're filming this, we did a quick run-through, and we mouthed it, we got the timing down. And the moment we start recording, Michael Bell decides to pull this prank on me. I'm mouthing the words and whatever, and I'm like, all right, kids, this is Duke here from G.I. Joe. Remember to always say your prayers, listen to your parents. And as I'm mouthing the third thing, Michael Bell decides to say, and don't jerk off to your own sex. <laughs> And that's I'm good, just like, that's good advice. Duke, my mouth stopped moving, and I'm like, I just, <laughs> and I just like walked off screen because I didn't know what to do after that. So that's that's my favorite GI Joe like uh, celebrity encounter. Hey, you know what? That almost fits in the segment there, so we'll take it. <laughs> Bell was was a hoot. We had him on. We had actually some technical difficulties, um, and the first time through, and and he was just. Anytime he would take the time to curse his equipment, and he would curse his equipment, he did it in the Duke voice. So we got to hear, we got to hear our childhood hero just cursing out uh, computer equipment, and that was, that was a good time. A good time was had by all. Gary was a little stunned by it. Gary was a little stunned by it. Uh, let's see if we get one more in here. We are running pretty long. I, I am going to... I got to... Come on, Joe No, I've got to go. Tenth anniversary show. I know, but it's more two questions. hours. One more question. We got your shout outs and then you're running a little late. We are running a little long. We like long late. Oh, do your shout outs. I'd like to thank you guys and our fans. Happy 10th anniversary. I wish us 10 more and even more than that. And I really love doing every Friday nights with you guys. It's been a great 10, 10 years in general for the show, but five for me. And so I thank you, Mike, for bringing me on. I'm going right. to get sentimental. You, you, got, you got to hang out because we're closing it out at this point. Okay. Mark Weber, give us your shout out. Uh, this one's easy. It was uh, uh, April 22nd is the anniversary of Pat Tillman passing. 
So you want to talk about a guy who was a real American hero. Pat Tillman, great Sun Devil, yes, you had going. Uh, and they do Pat's run uh, every year for him uh, this week, and that's on Saturday. So uh, it might be a little late to get in line. Uh, if you don't know about uh, Pat Hillman or the Pat Hillman Foundation, uh, pretty easy to check it out and, and find out about a guy who was just just a phenom in every in the very best sense of the word. So Pat Tillman, uh, God bless. Okay, we got a, a quick um, quick cameo here by the, the first of the line team. Holy. Only the Rock Anderson, Racktime Rob is with us, just in time for a shout-out. Racktime, 10th anniversary show. What's up with you, man? Uh, well, nothing. Just getting a nice stiff back from bleeding against my back wall since someone has all my furniture. It's tough. I got a chair, so I don't know hey, what you're talking about. I'm the, I'm, the fing, I'm the finger of the camera guy. That's gimmick infringement. Back off. Shout out to the show, Rob. So who are we shouting out to on, on this, the 10th anniversary of What's on Joe Mind? Shout out to all the frontline workers. Which you are one. Be they medical, be they medical educational, retail, whatever. It has been a long haul. I got my first my first shot a couple weeks ago, so we're we're going in. I got my second one tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Who's your Who's your shout out, sir? You've been here the longest. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Um, you see some of them in the description down below. Um, of course, all of our our previous hosts and co-hosts and contributors uh, couldn't have done it all without you. Uh, to all of the fans who are here with us live, um, again, new new wrinkle in the What's on Joe Mind history. Uh, can't imagine doing this show without you guys anymore. So uh, thank you for tuning in with us, some of you, every week. Um, to everybody who watches this thing on replay, and there's many of you too, I uh, don't want to cut you guys out, uh, but you're also a big part of what we do. Uh, please continue to like, share, subscribe, and enjoy our show. I tell you what, we're going to do a contest for next week. We will do this next week. Uh, but remember, Flint Lady J last week. Leave us a comment down below, and we will pull out your name for Flint and for Lady J. And and that's that's that. We'll just send it to you. Um, it's only for Pulse Premium members and only for the next 20 seconds. No, that is not just Pulse Premium members, but you do have to leave us a comment down there. Uh, again, uh, we, we try to get uh, some likes going on the videos, and that is really the best way we can say thank you for 10 years is by giving stuff away. So spread the word. Tell them that we're giving away a Flint and a Lady J. Watch the show. Leave a comment for us, and, and that will be that. Um, also want to give a shout out to our, our sponsor, Kokomo Toys. They supplied Flint and Lady J. So shop Kokomo Toys. Their link to their eBay store is down below. Want to give a big shout out to George Greeno, a longtime friend of the program, who um, designed our 10th anniversary logo, which oh, yeah. was plaster everywhere. That's really cool. I love that logo. Yeah, um, it's classy. Yeah, I love the patch design. So I, I might see if we can get an actual patch made. That would be neat. I got a guy for you. Yep. Yeah, I know you got a guy, but he's going to require money. 
that's uh, no, okay. <laughs> and so that to there too. Let me direct everyone to the link to our our coffee account. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, if you got a couple of dollars and you can make the sh- the show a little bit better, make the channel run a little bit smoother. We're there waiting for you. We won't say no. Uh, and that's that's going to be where a lot of the fun budget comes from uh, for our program because we're broke, folks. We we absolutely we are we are not wealthy people. Um, so we are truly crowdfunding. We are not trying to make any money on this. Uh, Lord knows, none of us have ever pulled a dollar off of running what's on Joe Mine. Uh, but paying for some expenses would be great. So if you can help us out with with stuff like that. We like to give back to our fans. We, we like to give back to our patrons and so on and so forth. Um, and that's about it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> it has, uh, you know, a shout out, of course, to, to Mark Weber, to Racktime Rob. Um, it has been a long 10 years on What's on Joe Mike. Thank you much. Uh, be safe. Uh, with the pandemic, get your vaccine. Go to all of the appointments that are necessary. Um, until you are done with it, make sure you're wearing a mask. Make sure you're practicing social distance, regardless of whatever your state mandates may or may not say. Um, let's do our best to get everybody through this as quickly as possible, so we can go to cons and we can go to shows and we can get the rest of our lives back. Um, but, uh, as, as Dagon says very nicely, uh, be, stay safe. If you can't stay careful. Um, and that's a great way to sum that up. So, uh, to another 10 years, fake toast, Joe Colton, you still got, of course, Joe Colton's got some in there. Uh, rack time, Rob has no beverage, but we forgive him because we, we didn't tell him we were doing a toast. Uh, he's got a cup of nothing, but Hey, it'll work. Toledo mud. That's what I'm talking the about. The Mudheads. Yeah. Mark uh, flexing some Ed Crankshaft on us. <laughs> wow. Mm. You're flexing some Ed Crankshaft on us. Uh, and so uh, that that's it. I know we ran long, but well, that was really the plan. And we actually managed to run long. Joe Colton is still shooting me on the way out. Uh, for Mark Weber, for Joe Colton, <laughs> uh, thanks for joining the What's on Joe Mine team stream. And uh, yo, have a great night. Bye, guys. Bye.